Jaden, given the circumstance, let's dig up something techno. Okay, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. The beat is about to drop in three, two, one. It's coming. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Today, this is an audio biography of a bootstrap branding technophobe. Ray Higdon called me up and asked if he could interview me for a product that he was releasing. And we snuck it inside a very busy day. But this interview, I share stuff I've never shared before about the level of my bootstrapping. For instance, I hired a personal millionaire coach for $2,000 when I had $2,098 to my entire name. We also talk about how I had made over a million dollars before I got a single professional photo. But then we actually realized I had generated over twenty million dollars and still yet have not got a professional photo still to this day. Audio biography of a bootstrap branding technophobe. If you're in kind of an adventurepreneur, online marketer, lifestyle design type person, it's going to be a lot of gems in here. I think you're going to love it. And Ray, thanks for leading the interview. Let's roll. Hey there, everyone. This is Ray Higdon, and uh, we have an amazing interview with you here today. This is uh, a gentleman that I ran into a few years ago, and, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I actually started going through one of his products, and about 14, perhaps 16 minutes in, I just picked up the phone and said, dude, i got to hire you. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I, this is a guy that's really helped me in my marketing and understanding I would say, um, you know, some some personal branding, but really more how to intelligently run my business. And this is a guy that I'm, I'm really, really fired up to have on here with you guys, uh, and that is the gentleman, Mark Overson. Mark, are you there? Ray, I am here, and I remember the call well. You text me, and it just said, hey, can I buy your time? That's what it says. <laughs> hey, can I buy your time? And or something very close like that. So probably we had just met, and you had that. You had that. You know, at that point, you were like kind of you were rising. You weren't like the pillar of awesome that you are right now, but you were (laughs) coming at that. And I was like, this guy is really awesome. And so (laughs) I remember it. I remember well. Nice. That's awesome. So so cool. Yeah. I I I, and and honestly, that really. Those, those sessions that we had years and years ago really shaped my marketing and really helped me out. So for those that have been living under a rock for the last, you know, decade or however long, uh, share your story. You know, where, where did, how did, how did you get to where you are? What's your backstory? Um, you know, how did, how did you become the internet, you know, uh, giant that you are now? Yeah. Well, my friends still tease me all the time that, I don't know how to do anything on the internet, so it's, it's a definite mystification on how the internet. I, I made money through the internet. I'm still kind of playing along with the joke as well because I still don't know what's going on. And anybody who knows me close knows I technically I, I absolutely get a backache. My I get pain in my back if I have to do something technical online. It like it really freaks me out. So nice. I've over the years I've been able to surround myself with people that are good at that. And that that's been a core thing for me, really, is just passing off 
passing off a lot of stuff that I'm really bad at. Um, but my short story is I grew up in North Dakota, and I grew up in a trailer where, uh, not to over overdo the thing, but to do the thing justice, like mice would be in our shoes, crickets would bite us at night. It was an old farmhouse trailer um, in North Dakota. And my dad worked at a factory. My mom was going to school to be a nurse, and she was a nurse, and she was going for deeper degrees. We just didn't have much money, but nobody around us really did. And so I grew up watching, like, uh, Magic Johnson on TV, and I was like, oh, someday I'm going to go to L.A. and see that in Miami Vice. And I'm like, I'm going to do that in Crocodile Dundee. I want to go to Australia. But I was landlocked, right? I was landlocked and opportunity locked, um, surrounded by a lot of love and stuff like that, no, and no bitterness at all towards my upbringing. But I was hungry for the, a life I saw, a bigger one out there somewhere for me. And so entrepreneurship struck me early at like 12 years old. I'm buying uh, Don LaPree's How to Make Money from Home stuff. I am swiping my parents' credit card. That was, that was 12 years old? Yeah, yeah. That's just true. <laughs> awesome. I'm not kidding around. I, I bought the How to – there was a – it was How to Get Rich in Product Liquidation. And I <laughs> – oh, my gosh. I'm taking credit card, my dad's credit card out at like midnight. And, you know, back then there's one TV – and I'm by, I, I go to his wallet, I find it because there's an infomercial on how you can rich, get rich by selling unused, um, unused products in someone else's inventory, locating that, and then contacting somebody that can use that inventory and selling it and keeping the difference in <laughs> so bad. So I, I'm going Sounds to like a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. So I go to the public library, and I, get, I rent the Chicago of the Chicago, because North Dakota, I, there was only like a 50,000-person town, so I go to... I go to the library and I, I get out, I rent the Chicago um, phone book and I just start dialing businesses and warehouses. And I'm like, what do you got? This place had a bunch of unused hospital uh, gowns. And so I started calling hospitals like randomly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> calling hospitals. <laughs> and, awesome. uh, after 30 days, I did the thing and it didn't work and I got a refund. And then I bought, you know, all sorts of Tony Robbins motivational stuff. I was an info junkie and, you know, and I was on welfare at 26. It didn't really work out, but uh, somehow I, I was never, I qualified for welfare. We never took it, but um, somewhere along the line and in a thousand books later and a million dollars of probably buying books and spending things, I guess I just didn't quit enough and I should have quit maybe, but I didn't. So Eventually, after that much heart and that much work, you're you're bound to break it. You're bound to crack something, and I eventually crack something. And so then, I mean, so then I'm an adult, and I've got a couple kids, and I've got the book How to Think Like a Millionaire. And my friends come over, and I only have like six beers in the fridge, a half gallon of milk, and a bunch of condiments, and they see my book in the trailer, uh, How to Think Like a Millionaire, and they're laughing at me, and I'm laughing right along with them. I think it's hilarious. And so then I put the pen on there and I put how to think like a millionaire while living in a trailer and I put a smiley face so my friends wouldn't tease me so bad when they came over to drink beer. And eventually though, Ray, I don't really know what happened other than I was like 26 and I had a couple kids and I realized that every one of my dreams was off the table. Like none of them were going to happen. There was no chance in the model I was in, which is working for other people. And so I was like, I don't know, like, I'm going for it. And I went for it. I went for everything. I, every, I read everything. I just, 
I studied everything. I had, I had, I hired a coach for two thousand dollars when I had, I had after I paid him, I had ninety eight dollars cash, and I had a pregnant wife. I had no health insurance, and I didn't know how I'd get more money. I was left with ninety eight dollars, ninety eight. That was total, max out credit cards, everything. I had two hundred ninety eight, two thousand ninety eight dollars, and I sent him a check for two thousand. Because I was like, he he's done it, so I'm gonna figure this thing out. But I just had a really ignorant, in, ignorant uh, desire to just make it work no matter what. And I guess maybe it started happening. Is that enough wow, information? So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's such an amazing story, so great. Because I'm sure, you know, I mean, I, I I bought tons of those products too, and. I know I'm positive there's a lot of people listening to this that, that have done that as well. So talk about talk about some you know what are what are some of the um, you know accomplishments that that you're proud of that you look back on and you're like you know what I did that what are what are some of those? You know I haven't had the best ones yet I hope but like right nice. before you when you said hey are you free right now I said give me two minutes I was finishing typing a letter to the NFL on a campaign they're just doing and just not optimized and so i was just saying here's the psychology you gotta this isn't going to work like this and you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of effort and so i guess working with directly with the nfl is cool i when i was living in a trailer i'd look in the mirror because brian tracy told me to say i am the best i'm the best i'm the best so i'm like peeking around making sure my wife's not seeing me or anything and i'm looking in the mirror going i'm the best and i have no money at all i have no success at nothing i'm like i'm the best i'm the best so over time it's cool People that I wanted to, and I never aspired to work for the NFL, not even close, or I'm not working for him, it's just a deal, but um, that was cool. Donald, when Donald Trump's office called, that was cool. Um, when Evan Pagan reached out, that was cool. Speaking on your stage um, last at the Top Earner event last time, that was really cool. It was a beautiful reception. Your crowd was amazing. Some of the best people in the industry, in my opinion. Um, so I've had a lot of cool moments i think the the best one is though um this morning i woke up at 9 30 because i was tired more tired than normal and shani made me a really great cappuccino kind of like not a cappuccino but a really great coffee with some espresso in it it was awesome and ate breakfast outside listening to beethoven and vivaldi reading books and then at noon started my day and i guess that was the dream fantasy kind of thing that i had envisioned and so my wins nowadays are more private, I guess, in terms of just cerebral, wow, this is what I wanted and this is what's happening and more of it happened than I thought. So stuff like that. Um, I live at, I live in North Dakota in the summers and here in the winters, uh, Arizona in the winters. Uh, this, in like two days, I'm going skiing in Whistler because one of my friends is up there in Canada. Some of the best skiing in the world. I'm going to ski uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then I'm going to fly back. And I just decided to do that like, yesterday you know so that's that's the win for me so it's not being in front of 15,000 people Um, my content's been viewed over a million hours now online so that's a lot of content I guess and my videos haven't stopped playing the 24-7 365 for probably the last three years they've never gone not on the internet being played and you know, just some of these metrics kind of started popping up in the last couple of years and, you know, just crossing $20 million of revenue that's come out of, you know, idea. I don't get to keep, you know, a fraction of that really, but generated from my products and stuff and whatever. So that's awesome. Cool. little. 
So you're 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 a master, in my opinion, you're a master of of several kind of uh, areas. Um, you know, marketing, psychology, uh, gamification, which is you know just a fascinating topic. A lot of a lot of my audience, they they've studied marketing a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of them are in network marketing or you know uh, affiliate marketing or direct sales or something like that. What where where do you think most let's let's just say network marketers where do you think most network marketers where do they miss the mark when it comes to marketing yeah well when it comes to marketing so network marketing it's you know it's two words right network so it's who are who's your network and then it's marketing so it's network marketing assuming that you're marketing only to your network so i think people miss that Right, that you're not really marketing only to your network. It's about you marketing to a lot of people, your friends of the friends of the friends, like having tools and automated systems so that your marketing is reaching beyond your 20 friends and your sphere of influence of 250 people, but really hacking into the quantum of someone else's network and their network and that network and, and really learning the marketing instead of just like, who's my network? Who's my friends and family, right? Because it's bigger right. than that. You know, who, oh, my chiropractor, okay, I'm going to get him because if I get him, he's got that office. So I think it's just really thinking it's only network instead of marketing. And and a lot of it's just pers- like your how you're engineered or your DNA. Like for me, I'm I'm really scared of personally selling people. I just am not good at it. I haven't in my my network, I just I just didn't really want to touch my network. Those were my friends and family. I tried MLM one time with them, and I absolutely bruised my foot and punched my face, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but I was like, strangers. Now, I can make a video on YouTube, and if someone wants to find me, they find me. So, you know, the whole attraction marketing concept, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, it's, But it's kind of like finding out what's, what, what works for you. I have, friend, you know, I have friends that do millions in – and really bringing up hungry people, working with their networks and working with individuals and having, you know, 10 main players on their team that they're focused on or three a month or whatever. And so it's not, it's not, I don't have the answer for the the whole industry. I think people in your world, you know, that are following you and that are, you know, using you as a resource to educate and stuff like that, it's probably doubling down on the marketing and just the courage of getting videos out there, of actually doing direct response marketing, starting their own podcast and moving from, you know, consuming only for production. Like I am listening, you are listening to mm. Ray and I speak right now so you can take action, not so you can pass the time and not so you can just learn something, but so that's like, I'm going to take action like right now. So yes, I think that's a big one. Yeah, that's that's powerful. I mean, I, I say that all the time. You know, I look at everything and in two lights, you know, one as a consumer, you know, how can I apply this in my world, but also as a trainer, you know, how can I teach some of this? How can I show other people the way? And um, so to- totally agree there. Um, <clears throat> cool. So if what talk a little bit about branding. You know, you're you're I, I think you're an expert in, in that in that realm as well. What um, like when it comes to, let's say, personal branding, what what are your thoughts on personal branding? What are some things that people need to know that maybe maybe some are missing? Right. Well, I think it's the there's cart before the horse like syndrome enormously, and mm. 
so for the brand, and this is the deal in our industry. This isn't the deal if you're Justin Bieber. This isn't the deal if you want to make it in TV. This isn't the deal if you're, you know, you're working with branding with Ralph Polo, you know, like Ralph Lauren. This is the deal for us, right? Probably Mm -hmm. an independent entrepreneur who has an affiliate product or a network marketing opportunity and they want to take it somewhere. The, The magic in branding is training first, getting pretty and cool and sophisticated later. And people thinking, okay, mm. I gotta have a nice car for my branding. Well said. Uh, I promise you that the entire industry will kill for your how I get ten leads a day on Facebook strategy and turn one out of every twenty into an actual distributor who, or a customer. Mm. They would pay for that, and you could have a kind of a blotchy beard, and you could look a little weird, and I could use a cap. But I'm just not gonna. Not everyone's as beautiful as Ray Higdon, and but like, <laughs> you know, they would. They don't care if you're like if you look at Frank Kern's early videos, and he's an internet marketing guy, not not as much in the network marketing world. But you know, I think he was like a white wall behind him, and just like grim, grimsy little shadows and stuff. And now you know he has Bentleys and mansions and all these things. Right. But people think they need that for their brand. The only thing that people care about is the results that you can give them, and I can't give them my Escalade. So it, I don't even think my Escalade ever showed up in the video because no, it can't do anything for anybody. Now, it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do it or wear nice clothes or you know have a nice imagery around them. And, in fact, for branding, when you took the next level – up in the imagery that you were using in your brand, Ray, at least from a you know a friend and and a watcher's perspective, your brand shot up big. So there's a yeah. point in that. But if you look at your early stuff, it's like, uh, hey guys, it's uh, Ray Higdon here, and here's how I'm getting leads and recruiting some sales. Yep. And that's totally. what builds your brand. So people look at maybe us who are do some, you know, we have $15,000 videos that are three minutes long that are ama- amazing and they're edited. Right. And, you know, we have cameras and we have all this stuff, but it started off with like the webcam thing. <laughs> and it's like, yep. you know, and that's where you got to fall in love with that stuff because it's more powerful and it's so easy and it's so inexpensive. And so many people think, well, you know, I don't have a nice enough house to host a live event at, or I don't have a nice enough car to have a private person fly in. I mean, I, my first person flew in. I was in a 92 Nissan Maxima with a huge dent in the side, and I lived in a house that was constructed in the early <laughs> 70s with pink shake carpet, two two inches high, and they, they're coming over. These are wealthy. This is a wealthy couple from Orange County, California, and they they paid four grand, and they flew into Manville, North Dakota, little 300-person <laughs> job, and I've got this little you saw Maxima, and I'm showing them around my house. That's awesome. <laughs> but the thing is, it didn't care because brands are built on trust and deliverability, and they and it's just like, hey, I, you can trust me to deliver real content that's not bullcrap. Just trust right. me. And when you develop that kind of trust and consistency, you know, I don't. Nobody really cares much about much else. I, at least that's that's kind of the process. I think from a branding perspective, people, they miss it and they think they've got to look, you know, really awesome all the time. And yeah. it's cool. When you get the car and you deserve the car, then actually, then it's weird. It's almost invisible. It's almost spiritual. Then when you're in front of your car that's beautiful that your company bought for you, 
then there's just more power in that car, period. Because right. You work for it kind of thing, but it's car before yeah, that's, big time. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's so good. I mean, my, my first probably, geez, probably 100, 150 videos were shot on a $99 flip cam that my, my wife, you know, I had a USB stick and my wife plugged it in wrong one day and like broke it. And I was like heartbroken. <laughs> and uh, all, I, I, I remember, fault. yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally hers. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, Tim Irway, one of our buds, um, I remember him being at an event that I was at and he's like, hey guys, you could be blogging. It doesn't have to be beautiful. Look at Ray's blog. It's terribly ugly. It's horrible. And I'm like, really? It is? I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> I was just chugging along. I actually, Ray, you started, as, you started ascending as kind of the blog king. And I checked out your blog and looked at it and I was like, oh, this is terrible. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> but, it didn't, but it didn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter because you were delivering good stuff. So I'd rather read I'd rather read something that's going to change my life. I don't care if it's on a leather book or not. I don't care right. what the format is. And so I think people miss that there's there's really good it's almost like there's a delicious amazing steak that's like it can be served in grandma's like you know grandma's picnic table but it's right you know farm fed and and it's all you know free of all the stuff and, and that's like that's awesome. or you can and that we'd rather eat that and be around good company and true and just real authentic and all that jazz versus you know here's just all the trimmings and the beautiful plate and beautiful surroundings, but you know the steak's not that good here. Right. I'm happy with the steak. Oh, that's so powerful. So con- content is absolutely the steak. Um, well, thank you so much, man. I-, I know that you got a busy lifestyle with the NFL and you know flying around the world and doing these, these big dogs and. Uh... <laughs> I, have but, a uh, in, I have a meeting in Saturn in 15 minutes. I got to get on my. Yeah, man. So, uh, so I. So I, I appreciate you coming on here and guys, you know, things, things that you can learn from, from this call is, you know, start where you're at and focus on your content, you know, a beautiful, amazing logo and website. It just doesn't matter if you don't, if you're not putting out quality content, that's how I built my entire empire. I mean, we were, we were at, let me think about this. I mean, we were over half a million a year before we had ever had professional photos taken. And I'm not saying that's the smartest way, but, that is a way. You don't have to have all that stuff in place, like Mark was saying. What, what were we about to say? Yeah. No, I, I still don't have professional photos. I, I should have professional <laughs> photos. Like, we should, you should write that down, Mark. <laughs> Get into action. <laughs> oh, my dream board. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my well, Ray, well, I, man, I, I absolutely oh, love you and Jessica so much. Thanks for letting me get on this call. Um, you were going to say something, but I wanted to make sure I said that before. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, man. Well, thanks for taking your time out and hopping on here for our audience and just sharing some awesome, awesome stuff. Um, guys, you know, you got a lot of value out of this. Feel free to share this and, and uh, you know, let other people know about this. You know, we're just giving away this content and helping people raise their game inside of not just network marketing, but really any any game, any niche. And so I uh, just appreciate you, Mark. Thanks so much. And uh, look forward to our next hangout whenever that is. 100%. Talk soon. All right. Bye, guys. So I'm backstage at Ray Higdon's Top Earner event, and I'm hanging out with Kevin Harrington 
who is famous for his Shark Tank and all the the Jinsu knife. He actually brought that idea to info marketing or infomercials. And Ray gives me an illustrious introduction, and I walk out to probably three to four hundred people standing ovations, and. I deliver for about 30 minutes on stage. I start off with my wife, and I give her an impromptu bit of gratitude. And people who had heard me for years said this was the greatest speech I'd ever given. I don't know if that's the case, but I was able to wrestle away the footage from Ray's team, and we have it at minutewithmark.com/forward/slash/ray. That's where the show notes are, and it's got—I think it's a 30-minute video. It will be there. You can watch it for free. Uh, people paid three hundred dollars or so to be at the event, and we got it for free. So if you ever see Ray, tell him thanks for hooking us up. All right, rock and roll. <laughs>